0: Hello everyone, thank you guys so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Dorney's Vinyl If you're new to this podcast, thank you guys so much for listening Essentially how I'm doing my podcast is, it's a weekly podcast So every week, um, or every odd podcast I'll say, is an album review So recently I did an album review on Foreigner's Album 4, Blondie's Pollinator, Bad Company's Bad Company, and Fleetwood Mac's Tusk and the other half of the podcasts are what I call EP, extra podcasts. Half of those podcasts are games, guest starring my wife, and the other half are little tidbits of information. This is one of those little tidbits that, that I decided to do. Um, so for those of you, I would assume most people are familiar, some people aren't, Disney Plus, or Peter Jackson, I believe, did a documentary of, um, it's it's called Get Back. It's on Disney Plus about the Beatles. It's essentially following them, attempting to create their eleventh album. I guess it would be, um, it was, which was supposed to be titled "Get Get Back," ended up turning into the album "Let It Be." So it's it's a uh, it's a three episode documentary. It's about seven hours in total. And what I wanted to do today was I took some notes on it of what I thought were kind of some interesting things that I learned about it, and and just things like that. So. I guess kind of this would be spoiler alerts if you haven't seen the documentary, so be cautious if you don't wanna get spoiled, but it this also happened fifty some years ago, so if you're a Beatles fan, you probably already know about it. So first off, obviously like I was they surprised that they had fourteen days to write and learn fourteen new songs. That was bizarre to me. Um the whole premise, I guess, of the documentary was was that, uh, and they wanted to perform the songs live and release the album that way. So I like the creativity. It was a very interesting, interesting um, idea to say the least. I so I really have never seen songwriting before. Um, so it like at the beginning it really intrigued me how like they could just make sounds out of their mouth. And then just quickly turn into it, like, quickly turn into them playing on whatever instrument they were playing on. Like, I don't understand how that works and how people's ears can just work in that way. I also had the assumption, like, going in, like, just going into the Beatles, I had the assumption that John Lennon was the actual leader of the band. However, it kind of looked like from this that Paul McCartney was the leader. And I believe, like, as as in watching it, it did appear that McCartney um, was the one who was kind of pulling the strings on the whole operation. But I always... I I don't know why I I always thought that John Lennon was the one who was kind of calling the shots. So there was a part also in the documentary, and and I don't know if if they spliced it, like, a certain way in, in terms of, like, how they put the clips, but it looked like Paul was just absolutely getting fed up with John and Yoko uh, it was on day five I think and I, I I quite frankly like was also getting fed up with Yoko so I will get into that a little bit later but it just it looked like Paul's just facial expressions was just absolute just fed up with it I liked how they described Ringo as the calm one of the group like he honestly, Just seemed like he wanted to keep to himself and just hear what everyone else was doing, and then he'd hop on the drums, play the drums, and then just kind of be the positive energy that that they definitely needed. The first take of Get Back being a pro the the song Get Back being a protest song, I thought, was really interesting to hear. Obviously I only know it as the song on the album, so that was an interesting interesting, you know, kind of part. It, and then there was, you know, part of it was George Harrison leaving. And was anyone really surprised that he left? Like, I feel like Paul and, and John were the two main guys, the two main songwriters. And George seemed to have really great ideas. And he was just, like, completely left out of it. So he just got fed up, I guess, and left. And And after, like, that kind of argument, the fight or whatever... Ringo is the only one to show up, and that does not surprise me at all, because he's like he just seemed like he was just going with the flow and and just kind of you know, just just there. It's funny because so they they when George left, they had a meeting, and and obviously the cameras couldn't get the meeting at all. But I think Ringo said that Yoko talked for John, and John didn't Lennon didn't talk for himself, and I guess that's strike two that I had against Yoko. And it's, it was also comical to me that here we are, 1969, I think, and they're hiding microphones in flower pots to get hidden conversations. Like, there was like a full five minute conversation that they got between John and Paul. And the only thing I could think of was, wow, they literally put a microphone in a flower pot. I will say that I thoroughly enjoyed them more. When they moved into their second studio, the first studio just did not, there was just not a lot going on. The second studio is so much nicer. I think John, somewhere in there, gave uh, 1960s Fleetwood Mac a little shout out, which was surprising because I don't think, I personally didn't think Fleetwood Mac was really that popular until Lindsay and Stevie joined the band. So a nice little 60s Fleetwood Mac shout out there. And then when they brought in Billy Preston, the the to play the the piano, it looked like he was having so much fun just playing with them and jamming with them, and and really like this is like another surprising thing to me was that like it didn't look like he had any preparation. It looked like he just knew what part of the piano to play that would fit the song perfectly. And then there's Strike Three on Yoko, like there was a part. Where she was literally just screeching into the microphone, and it was the absolute worst sound I have ever heard. And it was it went on for like three minutes, and everybody looked like they were just like, "Please stop!" And I I almost like I it was really bad. I had to I had to mute the TV. I think at that part. But then like. Moving on, uh, moving along in in the in the documentary, there was a uh, I think it was Paul's daughter playing the drums with Ringo while he was playing, and she had like little brushes so it wouldn't make any sound. I thought that was really adorable. Um, and then you know, obviously it's titled Get Back, but there were some songs um, that ended up being on Abbey Road, which is the only album that I actually have from the Beatles. Some like it was cool to see how some of those songs, those are the songs that I probably know the most by the Beatles. It was cool seeing how they started out. And then when they were playing and rehearsing and and then when they went up on the roof, like they honestly looked like they were having such a good time. Like it surprises me so much that the band ended up breaking up because and obviously it doesn't well it doesn't surprise me at all when when like I look into it a little bit more. But watching them play, it just looked like they were having so much fun making music. When they were doing the concert on the roof, get back and don't let me down where I think the two that sounded really really good and then I just want to know like really the last thing I have to say was who were the Scrooges that called the police the noise complaints like 30 complaints about the Beatles and and I had to laugh because there was one woman that complained because she got woken up from a nap and I'm like it's the Beatles though but I guess I guess in 1969 they weren't they they were popular but they were kind of on their tail end of of their careers and and they were starting to be controversial. So I guess people were more mad at them as they were mad at the music cuz the music sounded good. Overall about the the Get Back documentary, I I enjoyed watching it. It was a little bit long and, and drawn out at times. Like there was you know 7 hours and and there were so many parts where I feel like could have been shortened and and really just just cut down the time a little bit because I, I I will say like I had some trouble watching seven hours even if they split them up like the episodes by day and just made like 30 minute episodes for each day I feel like that would have been a lot better than doing like I think it was like a two three hour episode a two and a half hour episode and then a two hour episode but overall I did enjoy it so I hope this podcast kind of motivates you to then go watch it because it was it was definitely enjoyable. So thank you guys so much for tuning into this week's episode. It's a shorter podcast because that's how that's I, the EPs are always shorter podcasts. Stay tuned for next week's podcast, which will be um, oh, next week is actually Foreigners Four. So sorry, in the beginning I said that Foreigners album Four was one of the ones that I was doing recently. That will actually be next week's podcast. So stay tuned for that. Go follow me on Instagram at Dornie's Vinyl if you're not already, and I will talk to you guys next week.